0: Welcome to Whiskey with Witcher. I'm Tim.
1: And I'm Valerie. And this is a podcast where we drink whiskey and talk about the Netflix TV series, The Witcher.
0: Spoiler alert! Well, each episode of our podcast directly correlates with an episode of the show. We will be discussing the series as a whole.
1: And we'll be mentioning things from the games, books, and other pieces of Witcher IP. Although, we'll do our best not to spoil any major potential plot points. You have been warned. So, Tim, it's time for the most important question of the podcast. What are we drinking?
0: Well, Valerie, I'm going to go on ahead and preface this by admitting that this is one of our sillier whiskey associations. But I don't think that you're going to be mad about it. Tonight, we're talking about Season 2, Episode 3, What is Lost? We're all still reeling from the surprising death of Eskel. And at this point in the story, Geralt believes Yennefer has been killed at the Battle of Sodden. In addition, the climax of this episode hinges on whether or not Yen is willing to execute Kahir to prove her loyalty to the Northern Kingdoms. So with so many key characters either slain, believed to have been slain, or potentially slain before the credits roll, we're drinking slain Irish whiskey!
1: (laughs) I love a pun, Tim. You know I do.
0: (laughs) Now, I realize pairing a whiskey with an episode based solely on the fact that its name sounds like a word meaning death, when this episode doesn't even have all that much death in it, we'll induce a few eye rolls. But I make no apologies. I've been dying to work an Irish whiskey into the podcast, and if I have to get a bit cheeky to do it, well, that's a cross I'm willing to bear. Besides, as I mentioned, this episode is called What is Lost, and I think you'll find a bottle of slain to be well worth getting lost in. So Slancha, my friend.
1: Slancha, Tim. I'm going to say
0: I'm, I'm, I'm quite relaxed going into this segment because mm. I don't have to do it. It is time for our summary on the spot. It's your time to do it, your mm-hmm. turn to do it, and I have a feeling you're going to do a really good job with it, because you always do, um, coming up with these on-the-spot summaries. or so Yes, on-the-spot wink. <laughs> Anyhow, um, yeah, what happens in this episode, Valerie?
1: Okay, well, Siri spends the majority of the episode trying to best Kaer Morin's American Ninja Warrior obstacle course, and then later joins Geralt on a special father-daughter monster bait field trip. Geralt and Vesemir mourn Eskel, and we get a flashback that actually makes us give a fuck about him one episode too late. Yennefer returns to Eretuza for our last true bath scene, R.I.P. bath scenes, and gets caught up in some political bullshit, only to later her way out of that situation in the most dramatic way possible. In doing so, she kicks off the Kahir yennefer frenemies frenemies-on-the-run road trip that we didn't know we wanted, but are super psyched to have gotten. Very good. Thank you. <laughs> um,
0: you said monster bait. That's I what you know said. Uh, I did, and uh,
1: it's like I had to be careful how I pronounce it. I'm like, I'm like mm, that I could hear, be. Did I hear you right? That yeah. could go sideways. Yes, um, monster bait.
0: Okay. Um, so this episode, as I said at the in the intro, is called "What Is Lost."
1: What is lost? Another episode title said in the episode, by yeah, the way.
0: Yeah. Um, and it's directed by Sarah O'Gorman and written by Claire Higgins and Lauren Schmidt Hissrich. It's always good. We didn't we, we haven't always credited the people who were um, behind directing and writing the episode, but I think it's nice to do that. Um, at least before we get too in the conversation and the whiskey starts flowing. Um, but what, what you know, the lot happens in this episode. What should we start with, Valerie?
1: Well, we've got, let's see, we've got Geralt and Siri, we've got the uh Eratusa stuff. Do you have a preference? I mean, I have Geralt and Siri. Oh, as well as the elves too. Yeah. want we start with the elves since that's the shortest bit?
0: Yeah, we could talk about the elves. Um the elves are in um, Sintra now.
1: Yes, Fringilla Francesca team up. Yeah. My yeah. Uh, new OTP of season two. Now, you told
0: me what this ship is actually called, and this is a ship name I really like. Yes,
1: and apologies. I saw someone on Tumblr did create this, and I do not remember the username, and I have not been able to find it since. You know, yeah. it's one of those moments where you're like, I should bookmark that, and then I didn't, and now it's lost to the ages. So so whoever you are, I love the ship name. It's amazing. It's called Frin Fran. Yeah. So for Fringilla and Francesca. Yeah,
0: that's a good one.
1: I mean, I realize it's also
0: a portmanteau. It's yeah, just, yeah. it's the same thing, you know, gear is, but just, yeah. Fring-Fran. Fring- Fringilla yeah. and Francesca. fring Fran is just so much more fun. Like Isn't that, it? It's That great. works. Like, I'm all for the portmanteaus when they work in sort of a fun or just kind of nice sounding way, but... I don't know.
1: <laughs> it's just cute too. It's yeah. it's, it's fun. It's fun yeah. to say. So I again apologize. I don't remember the username of the person that came up with it, but it was created on Tumblr and it's super adorable and oh, I love
0: it. Well, what I would actually say is I have no interest in shipping these characters, or I, I I should say I had no interest in shipping these characters originally. But now that I know that's what the ship is called, you're down. I kind of yeah. I kind of want to be a part Tim, of this.
1: People have <laughs> shipped things for less. <laughs> yeah. Like the whole reason I started shipping Girl in the Askier was because I wanted to read fanfic, and I was like, oh. There's a whole lot of fanfic about these two together in a romantic sense. well, when in Rome, and yeah. now I'm like, yeah, you know what those fanfics made some good points. I'm on board
0: <laughs> now um it is kind of interesting because there are two there are two dynamics here, obviously um um Frangilla represents. Um, Nilfgaard, mm-hmm. and then Fran- Francesca's an elf. So, um, they are aligned, but you get the sense that there's skepticism in the ranks, especially yes. on the Nilfgaardian side. Mm-hmm. Although I think maybe on both, with as the well.
1: elves as well, because Evandrel yeah. is kind of suspicious of everything that's going on. And well, Francesca tells him one of my favorite lines of the episode go eat meat, yeah, be happy. <laughs> <laughs> well, he,
0: he doesn't trust humans, which you understand. Oh, you yeah, can get why he would feel that way. Um, and, um, and so I I get the skepticism on their side. It's a little harder to to um really get behind it on the human side because I think it's just racism on their part. Mm-hmm. But um but the, yeah, there's there's clearly not everyone is as into this alliance as frin Fran is. <laughs> <laughs> but um but that's interesting. I mean, you're starting to see this sort of relationship come together. These two these two sorceresses really start to build a bond, mm-hmm. which I think kind of blossoms over the next few episodes. And I think it's really nice. But at this point, it's also interesting because you could tell they're kind of filling each other out. Yes. Like, I think at one point, um, I think it's Francesca asked what, what, you know, the catches of what will be expected of, yeah. of her. So, you know, she knows, like, you guys aren't doing this out of the good of your heart. Mm-hmm. I know you expect something. What is it? Yeah. Um, but
1: they're open and like transparent with each other about what their expectations are and what it is they want.
0: What do you think of um, the fact that it's Phil Evandrel who's skeptical? Does, does it, he always has kind of had a bit of a chip on his shoulder. Oh, no, it, I, it
1: makes sense to me for yeah. sure. Yeah. Now, I we don't really get into this as much in this episode, but I'm going to be real. I did not realize that Phil was the baby daddy in like, several episodes. No, <laughs> I
0: didn't either. That, that was not at all clear, which is a little odd, actually. Yeah. I think that's maybe worth calling out because there's no reason to be vague about that. It doesn't serve the plot any. Um, they don't
1: have the relationship of two people that are- in a relationship, you know what i mean? They're they're very much like compatriots in war. Yeah. But the way that it's played on screen is you don't there's no chemistry, there's no affection yeah, even yeah. between them. So and, it's kind of a weird
0: Well, and and i guess now we don't know much about the elves um either from the show and i i don't think the books really go into that much detail about this aspect of of who they are. I mean, i'm sure it's there somewhere. I'm sure there's some Witcher lore master who's gonna be like, oh, actually we, we know, but <laughs> I don't know, like maybe that's just their way. Maybe yeah. they're, you know, they, they, they don't have the romantic, you know, affectionate relationships that humans do. Um, uh, maybe it's a more practical sort of, um, um, thing with them. And so, um, little and Francesca could be, um, allies or friendly with each other, but necessarily not necessarily romantic or affectionate with each other. That, that could be the way, um, but I don't know. They they don't ever really describe that. It yeah, I
1: remember be... the books talks about reproductive cycles of elves and how they have mm. their kids mostly when they're young and mm. they don't breed nearly like humans breed like rabbits compared to elves, which is why the humans they're... are taking over because we're able to reproduce so much quicker than the elves can.
0: They they clearly have their own culture, their own way of 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 doing things. So maybe this 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 pregnancy and this relationship is just another aspect of that. And we just you know, don't know, but it is weird. Cause you're right. Yeah. I didn't know that. I mean, as were... much as
1: I'm being cheeky about my friend, Fran love, they do have more chemistry than her and Phil Evandrel. Like yeah. they have more of a relationship. You're definitely like, yeah, I could see those two in a romantic sense. Wait, those two are together. What? Yeah. yeah. So, I mean, I do have
0: aspects of of um the Phil Francesca relationship that I like, but they kind of, uh, kind of come into play later in the season. So I'm going to save them for when we get to those episodes. But, um. But it is interesting, you know, and right now I, yeah, I'm liking the relationship developing between Frangilla and Francesca. It's really sweet.
1: All right, so do you want to talk about... um Geralt and Siri next. Do you want to talk about Yennefer next? um
0: Since it kind of ends with Yennefer, let's talk about Geralt and Siri okay. next. I think
1: Siri gets a new outfit training montage. Yeah,
0: finally she has like a what looks like a more practical outfit. Yeah, she's fallen into training. We um we we ended the prior episode with Geralt starting to train her, starting mm-hmm. to to teach her. Um, but now now she's like actually um. You know, training and and learning technique and learning sword swordsmanship, and um and Geralt's what's what's he doing? Is he fixing his armor? He's making new armor. He's making new armor. Yeah,
1: he's creating new armor.
0: Yeah, I do like that moment. You know, here she is off. Training and he's there with her, but he's kind of doing his own yeah. thing. And, you know, I forget if she gets frustrated. He's like, All right, that's enough for now. You need to eat. Or, yeah. I actually
1: you know. really like that line. He says, You need rest. Anything else will have diminishing returns, yeah. which is actually a really great bit of life advice in general. Yeah. Like when you're working, it's like, Oh, yeah, I do. I need to stop because anything else is just going to have diminishing returns at this point. Yeah. To, like give my brain a break. Yeah. Well, and we know,
0: we know what Geralt's relationship is with, um, Siri, it's maybe growing and developing a little bit at this point, but, um, we know obviously he cares about cares for her and she cares for him. But now as this episode goes on, we start seeing how the other witchers Mm -hmm. see Siri. And I find that fascinating too, because, um, it's stuff. Yeah. We, we don't really get in the books. And so we're seeing these sort of earlier days and she's kind of building relationships with um with all of them, um, but mostly the ones the core ones. So we see her with both Vesemir, but also um, Lambert and Cohen, mm-hmm. who at this point give her kind of like a hard time. I, Lambert more so. Yeah, yeah. He says a few things. First of all, let me back up half a minute. Um, Lambert tells a really bad joke. You know, Cohen starts talking about these guys need better material. I mean, <laughs> they're really making um Geralt look good with his <laughs> like lame sense of humor.
1: <laughs> I do like you comedic fuck though. That's a great line. Oh, wait, who said? That? Lambert says it. Tell me. Well, you tell oh, me yeah. one, then you comedic fuck. That's great. <laughs>
0: yeah. Um, Then Cohen. I, for, I forget what Siri says. She responds. She answers the the. Yeah, the it's two. something insulting Lambert. Yeah. She's Like oh, no, Lambert. He's like yeah. Now she's funny. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but Lambert seems to be pissed off. Um, he, he seems to be blaming Siri. For Eskel, and I don't fucking get that at all. Like, be pissed about Eskel. Sure, I get that. You know, you're hurt, you're grieving. But like, even the most angry person, how could you blame that on Siri? She didn't infect him with a leshy. Like, she wasn't anywhere near him when he leshied out. See, um, I
1: didn't get that. I got that he was blaming Geralt for Escol, but I don't know. I think he was just being like rude to Siri. And there's a lot of fan-in about how Lambert is really resentful of being a witcher because he was not in the show so much, but in the book, he was like the last school that became witchers right before, or last class, excuse me, that became witchers right before the sacking of Kaer Morin. So he, you know, he almost, almost made it, almost squeaked by and didn't. Now he's yeah. a witcher. So I wonder if maybe some of that resentment is bubbling up in the fact that she's choosing to be a witcher where he didn't have that choice.
0: That could be true. That's actually a really good point. Um, and certainly we expect Lambert to be resentful and kind of an asshole. Mm, that's he's just, a
1: prickly pear, that one. Yeah,
0: that's how he is. And so none of this is a surprise, but I thought that was a little beyond the yeah, pass he was the line. An asshole. Like, like I, I don't remember I, w- I should have written the line down because now I don't remember exactly what he says. But it it struck me as maybe it's maybe it's not blaming Siri for um for Eskel's death, but it's like he's blaming Geralt choosing Siri, yeah for es- and it's mm-hmm. not like he's choosing Siri over Eskel. It's not like you know there's like if if that had been a choice, like either you know sacrifice Siri or sacrifice Eskel and he kills Eskel, that's right. a provocative situation, but that's not what happened. um, yeah,
1: he does have a line of Geralt, something to the effect of like, oh, we know what killed him, yeah, that's the line I'm yeah. talking about and um and frankly,
0: I <sighs> You know, I mean, Geralt's a better person. You know, he kind of just lets it go. I'm a little surprised. I mean, I guess he's not really so hot tempered. He's not yeah. one to, but I mean, it is, it is you know kind of an insult um to him to Geralt I mean to um Ciri and even I think a little bit to Eskel cuz none of that is what happened and Geralt is grieving Eskel as well um, I wish which,
1: he was grieving Eskel a little more obviously yeah that's I feel fair. like it gets a little lost in it he's kind of just like and I know Geralt's a very like push it down stoic don't emote whatever keep it all inside but for from a narrative purpose it is kind of like okay bro you just like killed your best friend your brother and there's there's not a whole lot going on you know we don't really see the reaction to that so much maybe
0: he's not showing his emotions it's just that's not what he does um but you do get the sense that it's bothering him mm-hmm. because you know you get that flashback oh the which, flashback which um yeah and your 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 comment earlier is fair um we get it after the fact to quote than a, f-
1: my, a friend of mine was texting me while he was watching the episode for the first time and he said oh look the flashback that should have gone before to give weight to his friend's death and i can't say i disagree yeah i mean
0: Part of me agrees and part of me disagrees with that. Like, I do kind of like that it's different. You know, it is a different approach getting a flashback after his death. Like, it would have been a little bit more typical and tropey to get it before. But, but, but there's a reason maybe why that is typical and tropey because you're right. Yeah, does- not
1: necessarily. I think the point was more that just like establishing the character and who he is and why we should care about him. And yeah.
0: Um, but I thought, I don't know. There's something to be said, like getting you think he you're never gonna see him again. Right, you at least get is. one more scene with him. Um that said, I feel like for me, the flashback all it largely did was make me angry because um because you're getting you're seeing this sort of brotherly, right. friendly relationship. Um, between these two Witchers that you're not getting on the show, and it was, it was taken away from us because of that that creative mm-hmm. choice, and it just kind of made me mad about that again.
1: Yeah, I agree. You know what? I'm not mad at the ponytail Geralt. Yeah, <laughs> the one and only appearance of ponytail Geralt. Yeah, yeah, his beautiful Renaissance hair.
0: <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah. No, that, <laughs> it is kind of fun. They do seem younger. Yeah. Um and then the other thing I, I will say, and I think I, I should um mention it because I, I think I mentioned it in my last in the last podcast was that I had trouble understanding Eskel. It must have been him being infected and hurting or injured because I could totally understand him just fine in this flashback. Mm-hmm. So I, I don't think it's the actor or the performance. I think it was Maybe he was trying to be more raspy and just sound like not himself. Yeah. Um, and that made it a little more under harder for me to understand. But um he 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 sounds fine, you know, when he's just speaking like this. So I think if we had gotten more regular Eskel from this actor, I think he would have it would have been great.
1: Speaking of Eskel and his dead body, um, we get Witcher CSI part two. Yeah, yeah. You know, dissecting uh The corpse of their fallen brother. Yeah. Yeah. um, While eating dinner or lunch or whatever it was.
0: (laughs) It's weird. Like, like, lesions, I guess are weird because they're, they're wood, but they're like, like flesh inside. Fleshy, leshy. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Um, it's just bizarre. (laughs) And, um, yeah, I mean more Witcher CSI, and then you know, and then a, a Witcher funeral. Yeah, apparently. sort of Viking
1: funeral kind yeah. of, except with wolves. Now,
0: what do you think about this? Because this is not this yeah. is a, this is unique to the show. This is a I
1: think it's extremely metal. Is it? Um, <laughs> I didn't I didn't hate it. It seemed a little yeah. weird because like how many people actually die at Kaer Morhen aside from like the kids that don't make it through the trials. And that seems kind of weird to have them be, eaten. I don't know. It's just like most witchers die on the path and don't make it back to care so I thought it was kind of interesting that they had this hardcore eaten by wolves funeral, right. But do they really use it that much? I don't know.
0: That's a good point. I mean, I wonder if the thinking is, although it wouldn't really make sense, but going back to season one, I, I don't remember. Did Geralt, um, see that other witcher's body yes. the one that he, mm-hmm. yeah
1: I think he took the medallion maybe? I don't yeah. remember yeah. yeah and I guess he, he you know he
0: didn't bury because I was just no. thinking like like is that a case where it's like okay he found one of his brothers yeah. would would he then take him out to the woods and for wolves to eat like is that just their way not always at more but but I don't think there are wolves everywhere. Like you yeah. could take it out to the
1: woods and get eaten by a bear. I or will by say a though that I don't know if having wolves eat a mutated leshy was is thing. necessarily
0: the best idea. Well, that is the, the other thing. I'm like, would the wolves want to eat?
1: Well, or like, is that a good idea to have like a mutant leshy that somehow turns other people into leshies, like releasing <laughs> that into point. the wild?
0: That's a good point, too. Yeah. yeah. Who knows what that'll do to the wolves? I just don't think the wolves would want to eat it. A them. tree, yeah. yeah. it looks like a tree. <laughs> They're not yeah. going to I mean, they
1: did scrape a lot of the tree off, but I don't yeah. know. It was just like, I don't yeah. Know. Like, I mean,
0: I'm not a wolf expert, but right. I don't think they go on on trees, you know, matter what's there. You it's know just... what
1: else is interesting about this scene that I didn't realize until I watched it with the um, subtitles? Hmm. Vesemir is like legit weeping during yeah. it which I did not pick up. I don't know if it was like the mix the music was too loud or what, but yeah, it's like a really great little detail that I wish they'd play up more.
0: Well, I mean, you get that you could tell it's affecting him that he's he's right, really yeah. distraught over it. Um both in that moment but also the CSI moment. Like he doesn't he wants to find out what right. happened. Mm-hmm. And, um, and he
1: says like what would you do if it were your child? Yeah. yeah.
0: Exactly. Um and and so it just shows that Vesemir who um, who is a little of a bit of a gruff dad, mm-hmm. I think, as he says, he comes off in um, in the show. He does really care about the remaining Witchers. He does see them, you as know, his as his children, as yeah. his children, and you know, their their family. And I, I think that's a theme that you know it's there throughout this whole season. Yeah. So should we talk about Siri? And yeah,
1: the- Siri and the American Ninja Warrior <laughs> obstacle course of Cairmorn.
0: Yeah. Now she's um she ends up going on this thing because basically she's being um negged. Yeah, yeah, she's being sort of harassed by by Lambert and Cohen. Yeah. And I I go back and forth. Do you see this as like they are honestly bitter like certainly lambert seems that way like honestly bitter that she's there and they don't think she belongs there or is it like big brother kind of giving you i know, think younger. it's the,
1: the first thing at first yeah and then by the end of it i think it changes and yeah. you can tell like cohen is a little more like eh, yeah i don't know about this maybe yeah. not yeah well that's
0: there that's true to their relationship i think in the in the books mm-hmm. um as well in that um you know, Cohen is a little warmer to her. Right, he's yeah. a little he's I think he's just a a friendlier person in general, whereas Lambert is like he cares about her, but he's always, you know, like calling her names. And yeah, you
1: know. I think Lambert comes from a point of like being a witcher is really shitty. And yeah. then you have this girl who's like a freaking princess. Right. Although not so much anymore, but still raised in like the lap of luxury. And she's coming in being like, no, I want to volunteer for this. Yeah. This thing that was horrible and traumatic for you. I'm yeah. like just totally cool with it, you know? Yeah. And maybe he, in some way he's trying to scare her off of that in a way of protecting her. I don't know. I might be reaching. Well, how, how much does
0: she know at this point about what being a witcher is? Like, does she know about the trial of the grasses at know. this point? We don't know. Yeah. I mean, she might not. So she, you know, she's at the point where it's like all fun and games right now and she doesn't yeah. realize how how serious it is. So, um, I mean, that's, that's a little... Level of sort of understanding that I don't think really affect because, yeah, um, obviously Lambert would see it that way. She's seen it a little bit differently. I mean, Lambert's right. It's not something to just kind of jump into. And it probably is something that she really doesn't want. She may right. want to learn how to protect herself. You know, she may want to know, learn the knowledge she can from them, but she doesn't want to get mutated and go right. through that process. She may think she does, and we, you know, certainly that's something that comes up. It's not really something she
1: wants. Yeah, I but he it, does change his tune. He a does. bit going forward, and by the end of it, when all the witchers are gathered out there and they're cheering her on, you actually see Lambert like giving her advice, yeah, and saying like, "Do yeah. this, do that. you yeah. no, got to do this. You got to protect that." And exactly. Yeah.
0: yeah, and I do like that part. But let's you know, let's talk about the gauntlet itself.
1: I a hundred percent feel like I could have done the. First first part of the comment very <laughs> See, easily I the think second part not so much and definitely not the swinging jumping part but like I'm, that that balance beam was nothing it was not, so wide
0: i'm not going to i'm not going to argue with you saying that you can do it but i don't think i could do it because you just um, don't
1: run the whole thing you like get to the first thing you stop you let it go you move think, a little inch you think, stop you let the next one, it I, think it's harder than it looks.
0: I think it's harder than it looks i think um you know, it would be tricky. Now that said, I do agree. The next thing looks way oh, more yeah. crazy, it's like way harder. Yeah, yeah. Um, but I think the pendulums are are probably more difficult. Like it's one thing to. To look at someone doing it, and you're like, Yeah, yeah, yeah I can you do, it. do that. Yeah. But like, then when you're actually on this, you're like, Whoa, that beam is not quite as big as I thought. Yeah. And these things are moving fast, and I don't know exactly where to stop so that I don't get my ass hit or. Now, I 100% you know, my,
1: could my... not do the swing, jump, swing, like then hang and then swing again. No, that uh. would be terrible. I would
0: not be. <laughs> (laughs) Yeah, I'm like that one. I don't know. It's funny. It's like you think you could do these things, but you know, like all of them would probably be really challenging. But that second one just looks impossible. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. And for good reason. Those those pendulums and everything looks pretty heavy. But yeah, you could tell like they. They don't sugarcoat it. No, this is fucking up. hurting her yeah. when she, when she hits the ground, it looks painful. Yeah. Um, not enough
1: snow to cushion that fall.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And she takes a while to get up and, you know, and you're not always like, you often will cut before she does. So you're like, uh, you know, hope she's okay. But she does keep going and does get gradually get through. And like you said, as she goes on, the witchers start getting behind her. More of them yeah, come out cheering, and cheer sure. her on. And, um, and, and, You know, and it, it, I, I'll tell you the first time I saw this episode, um, the very first time I watched it, I got downright giddy looking at her, watching her go through this. Um, one, because it's something I'd been looking forward to. Um, we know that this is part of her training. This Mm -hmm. is part of her story. Um, even, you know, if you play the game, that's, it's a tutorial is basically Siri kind of going through the, as a, Siri as a, as a child going through the training, going on the gauntlet and everything like that. So it's, it's, um. It's something that you know. Uh, if you've experienced Witcher in other forms, it's there, and, and so I was excited to see it. But then also, um, Freya Allen just kicks ass. Oh yeah, she's you know? a great job. She's doing such a good job. I mean, her performance is great. Like I said, you, you know, you feel her pain when she gets hit by these things, but also her determination mm-hmm. really comes through, and you want her to succeed. You want her to show these like and she fuckers that almost
1: she Almost does. <sighs> Yeah. What do you think of Geralt's line? I think
0: it's bullshit. I so hate it. So close. Yeah, yeah, a
1: lot of people do. I actually thought it was really funny. Uh, but uh, I do, I'm kind of like, yeah, why don't you talk about why you hate well, it? Well, all
0: right, I'm being a little unfair because it makes sense for the story they're telling. It's just um and you know, definitely this is stuff we'll go much deeper into when we get to our off the path section, but it's 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 not how Geralt um is in regards to this in the books, you know, he's v- much more supportive. Mm-hmm. And, and I guess that's really it is you want him to be supportive of Cause her. she's
1: trying like so hard. Yeah. And it's uh, a, she wants to impress them all. And yeah, it means so much to her. And, and then, it's such yeah.
0: a, it's such a he, like, cold yeah. remark. Like, like I would have rather see him come out. It wouldn't have made as good of, of TV, but I would have rather um, like, I'm thinking as a father and as, as mm-hmm. a, as a son as well, you know, I, I'd rather have seen him come out and seen her out there and said, get your ass down here. You're going to you hurt. know, yeah, no, 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 yeah, no. Yeah. Like, like that wouldn't, you know, that would, that would, like I said, not make for good TV, but it would show like he's scared. He's yeah. scared. Whereas this sort of so close, it just, it's a little bit of, um, we talked about this before, Gerald, an invalidation, you yeah. know, of, of something she just did. She practically made it through. Right, right, Um, like, you know, she made one bad little, like she fell off of something. She felt, you know, she kind of tripped over the finish line basically, yeah. you know? Um, but she made it through the race yeah. and that's a huge accomplishment, you know, as, as a dad, I'd be like, I'd be like that was amazing. Don't worry about the end. That was, you know, so I don't know, like, like that just kind of rubbed me the wrong way. And it's not, it's not true. um, It's not keeping to what happens in the books, but it's, they're doing things a little different here and I can respect that. So it's true for that. I just, I didn't like it. No, um, I get it
1: because, like, I—I'll I, be real. I did think it was funny. It mm-hmm. made me laugh. But from a character point of view, especially because Gerald is so supportive in yeah. like all other aspects of this episode and the series as a whole, he's constantly telling her like, "You can do anything. Yeah. You know, you can play anything. Your mind, anything." Da 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 da. So it's a weird. You didn't find it departure. invalidating
0: though. Oh, a little bit. Yeah. Yeah. Like, um, like she had no, made I was of
1: two minds of it at first. I was like, Oh, that's funny. And I was like, Oh, wait a minute.
0: <laughs> like, every, like, every she's won over all yeah, the other yeah, witchers, yeah. and he's the one who's like, oh. and, Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, and even I think Vesemir, I don't know if it's here, but it's like at one point he says, Oh, that sounds familiar, not doing what you want. And all. oh, yeah, I think kids it's before kids this. don't
1: do what you want so, them to do. Yeah. Yeah. yeah,
0: like I think Vesemir even gets it. He might agree with Geralt, like, okay, this is too dangerous. Yeah, but I think he gets like, Okay, this is this is normal. This is what, yeah. what teenagers do, right?
1: Yeah, it was <laughs> kind of mean. Yeah. Line. it's like, all right, I don't know.
0: Yeah. um, And you get, you know, you get some some interesting stuff after. I mean, he explains why, mm-hmm. you know, he feels that way, but it just angers yeah. Siri. Yeah.
1: And then he does have a line where, and this is an echo of like the line he says to Jennifer in the dragon episode, uh, you can do anything doesn't mean you have to. Yeah. And that's like, she said, I can take care of myself. And he's like, you don't always have to. Yeah. So, like, he is, like, most of the time supportive dad. So, yeah, that line does feel a little weird. But, like, yeah. speaking of that scene where he's bandaging up her wounds later, Tim, it's time for a wound care with Valerie, part two. <laughs> Why is he bandaging it over her bloody torn Shirt, what the hell? You don't put a bandage over a bloody, torn, sweaty, disgusting shirt, you're gonna get bloody, torn shirt fibers in the open wound. And she is not a witcher, as we've just established. Carol,
0: I can't just establish. I can't defend this one. I was, I was willing to like make a lame defense of (sighs) the last one, but this one, I'm like, yeah, you're right, that's just not good. Yes, I, I, I guess the best I would give, I would, I would say for this is. She's angry. Yeah, she's you know not wanting to hear what he's having to say right now. So maybe that's the best he could get on her, like because she does eventually storm out. Yeah. Um. So it's like, hey, you know, like take your you know shirt off, take your sleeve, roll your sleeve up, whatever it's you need to do. Um. You know, I got it. Like she probably wouldn't. You know, yeah, she probably wouldn't have been there for that. She probably wouldn't have agreed to that. That's the best defense I can mount because you're right. That's not good wound
1: wound care. care. Um. Did you see the rat in the background?
0: Is There's there a, a
1: rat skin that's pinned to the oh, wall, which is a reference to the books as well. Yeah.
0: Yeah. I didn't see it, but I. Yeah. I, yeah there is. It is in the books.
1: Yeah, it's in the books. Here, <laughs> would you like another dramatic reading? Yeah. Sure. Siri's little room was a faithful replica of the Witcher's quarters. It was like theirs, devoid of almost all fittings and furniture. There were there was practically nothing there besides a few planks nailed together to form a bed, a stool, and a trunk. Witchers decorated the walls of their doors and their quarters with the skins of animals they killed when hunting. Stags, lynns, wolves, and even wolverines. On the door of Ciri's little room, however, hung the skin of an enormous rat with a hideous, <laughs> scaly tail. Triss <laughs> fought back her desire to tear the stinking abomination down and throw it out the window. Yeah, I, I remember- It might have been lynx, by the way, and I just have a typo in it. But anyway, the point <laughs> remains.
0: I, uh, I remember when I read that, I'm like- <laughs> I just wanted that story. Yeah. Like, how, like how did that, did she kill that rat? Was yeah. she all excited about it? She must've been, if she like decided to skin it and put it Not up on her wall. wall. <laughs> yeah. you
2: know?
0: um, I mean, it's, it's different because Siri's a lot younger in the book. Yeah, so you yeah. could kind of see like a, uh, you told me like 12 or 12 year old, like a, you know, pre-adolescent, like, like getting really excited about something like that. Um, Siri as at the age she's at in yeah. the show, I don't know. I don't know that she'd want, <laughs> you know, a dead rat on her wall, but <laughs> You know, it's cool as a little Easter egg.
1: Speaking of like walls, mm-hmm. I didn't quite understand what was going on with him pulling her grandmother's cloak out of the wall. I didn't either. Is that like mutated Leshy Eskel was attracted to it because it's hers and monsters guess... are attracted to her? I don't know. I, it was that weird. That was not clear at all. Yeah, I've watched this show three times now and I'm still like, oh, I don't understand what they were no. trying to
0: do with this. I'm I'm confused there too. There's another thing I'm confused about, which we'll get to in half in a moment. Mm-hmm. But yeah, definitely that doesn't make sense to me. It does lead to him, you know, talking to her. And actually before he even gets to that, she's out training with Cohen, which mm-hmm. I thought was kind of cool. Yeah, and, he's showing
1: her. I like the little spin she does. Yeah. I'm like, I want to do that spin. That spin looks fun. But I'm like, that that felt like a
0: little bit of a nod to the yeah. books too, you know, him instructing her and 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 it just shows, you know, that now, like, you know, he at least he's willing to to um directly kind of teach her mm-hmm. and, and work with her. Um, but then Gerald comes out and asks her about, you know, um, what is it like how she what happens when she has these visions? Or yeah, resided. yeah.
1: Like, and, what's uh, this feeling? Yeah. And, yeah.
0: yeah. And she's the pool. And, and
1: you know, it, it
0: leads to them confronting. The Leshen or Leshy.
1: Yeah, daddy daughter field trip yeah. with Geralt's new armor. By the way, monster bait. This filter. new armor is hilarious because now that I know he made it himself, it's just like, oh, Geralt <laughs> <He's> like, <laughs> gave yourself abs. Okay, cool, <laughs> cool, 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 cool. I mean, I can't say I wouldn't do the same in yeah. this position. I'm like, I'm like come on, dog. I would totally give myself armor abs and like spikes. Yeah. Lots of spikes.
0: Um. Yeah, you would be fucking all hardcore. You'd come out looking like someone from Kiss, I <laughs> yeah, think. Yeah, right?
1: <laughs> oh, can I get a flamethrower? Yeah. <laughs> that would really take down a leshy quick.
0: Um, but he goes, they go, and and they're led to this leshy, and you think you're going to get this big leshy fight, but then the leshy is torn apart. Do you know what this monster is called? That, I that?
1: don't remember. Oh, it's not remember. the Mirapod, because the Mirapod, I think, was a thing from season one. I thought it was but, the Mirapod. Oh, maybe it is a Mirapod. Well, they had Mirapods. They had something called a Mirapod, in a glass case that like traveled around to various mm. cities, and you could like do selfies with it. We never got one, so I don't know. Maybe if we got one, I'd I think, know what a pod looks like. But I think um, that
0: was it. Maybe because it was, it was promoting ben. season two. But so. um,
1: I will say that I had very Jurassic Park flashbacks, like you know, and the raptors. Yeah, are t- and then the yeah. Tyrannosaurus comes in and takes out the raptors. I'm like, oh, you're the Tyrannosaurus, you're well, a Mirapod.
0: Well, this this monster, which I'm going to call the Mirapod, and if we're wrong, we're going to if we're like,
1: wrong, we are wrong. Yeah, we're going to be we're Creepy, going way out centipede av- bug thing. We're ha-
0: we're Sticking our ass way out there on this one, Um, but no, I think it is pod. and it 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 is fucking creepy. Like, how many arms does it
1: have? And the arms, some of the arms are like Like down low. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. it's like real. Like it has arms that move, and then it has arms that are just kind of hanging out. Yeah, yeah,
0: Yeah. and they kind of Oh, it's it's creepy. It's funny. Its face looks a little dorky. It's all (laughs) misshapen face. Like I thought it was, you know, a little malformed. But the body with all those arms and stuff is like is creepy.
1: Yeah. Like people arms on a bug body. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And so it moves
1: so fast. She's running and it's like on the rocks coming after (laughs) her.
0: Um, so she runs and hides. And I remember when we saw this, I think there were some people like joking, um, when we watched this with our friends, joking about her hiding place, but I watching it this most recent time to prep for our recording, I couldn't really see a better hiding place for her. There's not a lot of options there. It's kind of there's cliff walls around her, but no caves yeah. I, you couldn't see any caves and um and you know there's no trees there's no you know it's kind of that one rock is really the only place um and it does it does end up working out for her i mean she she comes close yeah. to, the, the the monster finds her but then Geralt and would the and monster
1: have done anything though, if it yeah. did? Because I feel be like monsters monster bait like monsters like Siri. Yeah, that is true.
0: And it is kind of just standing there.
1: Like, yeah. you
0: know, it doesn't attack quickly if it's going to. So there is one thing though about um the reaction to this moment when um Geralt kills this monster. Yeah. That I don't understand. Siri's line um kind of confuses me. It's a throwback to something she says at the beginning. There's this um knight who tr- who was in charge of protecting her i
1: think yeah he's the one on the horse in the first episode that yeah. like bites it he gets hit in the head with an arrow i don't remember yeah. but yeah it gets shot but,
0: but the line is less than perfect means death and she says that at the beginning of the episode um and then she says it again after Geralt has killed this monster mm-hmm. and then Geralt says um, sir, sir laszlo yeah, would, would be proud. proud yeah um i don't understand This line, Uh, because it's like, is she saying that in hiding she was responding perfectly Um, or is it that her response was imperfect and that's why she almost died? I mean, I don't quite get the lesson perfect means death
1: Tim, thing. you are not alone in that. Okay. I don't know what the fuck she's talking about because she doesn't seem like she was. Like they, she got cornered into a wall and the monster almost got her if not for Geralt. Yeah. So, and so
0: so maybe she's saying, you know, I need to be perfect. I wasn't perfect but there. Then, but then Lazzle why would, would proud, ser, yeah. Sir Leslie be proud? Yeah, yeah. exactly. And, and so then if it's like, oh, she did well, I don't know what she did— well other than hide yeah. um but then she was found so she didn't really hide yeah. that well i mean i think she did the like i said i think she did the best she could it's just an odd line it makes no sense to me i agree. Um, it's a nice throwback to the beginning but it confused me when i you know when you think about it it doesn't really yeah. hold up. it's
1: like i don't get what you mean other
0: than that i mean i i like her her storyline mm-hmm. like i like this whole storyline um you know i might have a few issues here and there with certain things but you know this is stuff I've been looking forward to seeing. And so actually seeing it brought to the screen was really exciting. Yeah, it was really fun. Yeah. But then we also have Jennifer. Yeah, you know. know who's
1: not having a fun time? Yeah. <laughs> our girl Jennifer. Yeah. And our girl Sasea. Yeah. Yeah. More
0: with the Ted. That's sad to, to say. say. It's sad to say. I, you know. She just kills me. She, she like, kills trembles me. her jaw in a way that's and just the, like, just, oh, my just God. The, 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 just a trace of tears in yeah. her eyes. And you just, oh, her heart your heart breaks for her. Um She's carving, I'm assuming that's the monolith. Yeah, that, she's
1: carving the monolith. Yeah. That's the, and, the and memorial to all the people, the sorcerers and sorceresses that died, died. defending Sodden. Yeah. yeah.
0: And she's putting Yen's name on it, and then Yen shows up. Yeah. Surprise, uh, motherfucker! Yeah. And, um and well she, i guess she shows up you know uh, just a bit after when it's the whole group is together right which is
1: also like surprise motherfucker yeah. but um
0: <laughs> but i again i love to say his reaction yeah. when she shows up it, it, you could tell she's happy and excited yeah. but she's also trying to kind of keep can, her concealed all feel yeah <laughs> and and just the reaction on her face like you know the bit of acting yeah. uh, myanna burning burning does there is um is amazing she's you know, very good she's i will so say good. we do
1: stand her but i mean she's like you can see who that the good and not that anyone's bad Good's not the right word but like there are some actors that are far above and beyond and just doing the lord's work and she's definitely one of them yeah yeah she's so good at her craft
0: <laughs> um so um so yeah I, I I, you know you got Yen shows up it's um, been a
1: month since the battle
0: it's been a month since the battle mm-hmm. okay she shows up and you know you're excited like, like you're I, I felt a lot of joy that you know to say I know she's alive yeah that yeah that they're they're um there and you know but you get immediately you get the whole thing is sort of tainted by politics mm-hmm. um like you know she can't really be the hero that she deserves to be even though she fucking won the battle right, right. for all of them you know they have to kind of let vilgaforts you know, take the credit, even though he fucked up, you know, yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> like he got his ass beat by Kahir you know? yeah. and used up all of his magic. And, you know, yeah, like I need, needed Yen to bail him out. Now, to his credit, he doesn't, he's not the one who diminishes mm-hmm. her. That's all fucking Stregobor.
1: Stregabor being racist. He yeah. calls her quarter elf later. Like Ugh. it's a slur. It's like, oh,
0: yeah. Yeah. Trevor and then the um I'm forgetting the other Artorius is that his yeah, name Yeah, I think so. Yeah, Arthur's I mean, uncle. He's a little he's a little less so, but he's he's just very, you know, um very patriarchal in mm-hmm. the way I take it. Um
1: Oh, but- I do speaking of the patriarchy, I really love to say his line where they're like, "How could any of us have known?" And they're like, "Because we told you." Such a good line. Ah uh, greatest oh. line. You know, we get a cool bath scene. Our final bath scene, Our sort final, of, of the episode. Our final real bath scene. The final real bath scene. It is a disappointingly chaste and <laughs>
0: sexless bath scene, though. What?
1: Oh, uh, you want to see all the sorceresses? I mean,
0: like, I'm just saying, season one, you yeah. feel like you would have. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't know. Um, like, like nothing. Like, I, yeah, I, I don't know. I'm not going to lie. I kind of wanted to see them all just, you know, get in the bath and get it on. Yeah, I mean, right. Like, why not? Move your <laughs>
1: penthouse fantasies, Tim. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I mean, why not? It feels like that's something sorceresses maybe would do, especially if they hadn't seen each other so, in a while. So
1: speaking of sorceresses that haven't seen each other in a while, mm-hmm. so were you watching the scene being like, who the fuck is this rando yes, sorceress? That yes, that so I survive? actually
0: had that down. So who is this she, other sorceress? Do you
1: remember when Yennefer got high with a bunch of novices back mm-hmm. in the day? She yeah. is one of those girls interesting yeah she has a character name that i'm looking in my nose to what, see if i, think, I can find I think it. her name is
0: myrta myrta
1: yeah. yeah so she's actually in season one okay But now she's like a full-fledged sorceress so she's That's she's intre- in that scene yeah it's because
0: like it's the first couple times i watched this episode i didn't even really notice her you know it was all like um Triss and sabrina and then this time i'm looking i'm like wait no who's this other one and yeah. the only reason i know her name was just through IMDb and looking, you know, yeah, I looked at, the credits, at it, yeah. and I'm like, I'm like, oh, that actress looked like the the sorceress. Oh, her name's Myrta? Okay,
1: mm-hmm. yeah, so. she's one of the the novices from before from season one. She's yeah. now full fledged sorceress. But speaking of Triss and Sabrina, uh-huh. we get some really sweet moments with both Triss and Sabrina. Where yeah. Jennifer and Sabrina are frosty to each other, but in a fun way. way. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And then like Triss is still recovering. Now we promised. We would talk about the wig again. <laughs> yeah. The wig, Tim. Uh-huh. The wig.
0: I mean, I the wig is, I don't feel any differently than I do last time. I, I mean, I don't
2: There's know. There's a
1: little call out where Yen's like, oh, you look different. Tris is like, so do you. But yeah, she doesn't, though, aside from the fact she's not wearing makeup. Yeah. Which I do like. I like that a lot of the women are not wearing makeup this season. It's kind of fun. But yeah, it's, uh, I uh again, don't hate the wig. If, if this were our first introduction to Tris, wouldn't have had a problem with it. But just the fact of kind of what the wig represents, yeah. And the fact that they kind of bowed to these people that were like pitching a fit online and also like, OK, look, I'm a very, very Caucasian lady who's about to t- talk about this. But she that the texture of it is also very, very Caucasian leaning. And yeah. you have this beautiful actress who's rocking her natural hair in season one, and all of a sudden you take that away and you slap this wig on her. That's a it lot more natural.
0: Like white
1: facing, yeah. yeah. And we got to talk about eyebrows again. Yeah. Why yeah. are they not tinting her eyebrows? Yeah. Like I know you can tint eyebrows. You're tinting Geralt's eyebrows. Like it's just <laughs> weird. They're doing my girl dirty, and I don't like it.
0: Yeah, yeah, I I actually agree. I think with all of that. Like on one hand, it's her hair was. Not as distinct as I think it should have been. But this just is not the solution for me. Like if you had told me prior to Yeah, I don't know if show, I would have
1: necessarily, if this had been the first exposure to her, I would have been like, okay, whatever. I don't yeah. think I would have thought anything of it. But having seen her in season one, it's like, yeah. okay, this is just weird. Yeah,
0: that's a fair point. I mean, I didn't think that myself, but that's not the sort of stuff that tends to... Um, We we we've probably established that you don't pay attention to hair or (laughs) makeup
1: or clothing. (laughs) Yeah,
0: yeah. I mean, I notice when the clothing is gone. Yes. Uh,
1: Speaking of clothing, we all. Oh, you know, you know my feelings on the dress.
0: Jennifer's dress.
1: I hate this dress. See, I like the dress, but I'll
0: admit, I like it for all the wrong reasons, and that's the only thing I'm (laughs) going to say about that. Here's the thing I
1: don't like about the dress. It is too low, and I don't mean that it's like too too sexy or revealing. Like that's not the problem I have with it. I mean, it's ill-fitting, and it looks like it's going to constantly fall down. And I know you're fine with that. I don't mind that. that. (laughs) I I know you don't mind that. (laughs) But I'm just like, oh, I'm flashing back to every time I've worn a poorly fitting, like, bridesmaid dress or strapless dress or something, and you're constantly pulling it up, and you're constantly worried about it falling down. It's just like, it looks like it's going to fall off of her at any point in time. And it's just, it's just. normally her costumes are great, but I feel like this one is such a miss. It's just so ill-fitting and weird.
0: All right. so. Putting my 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 crude side, you know, <laughs> my, my male, my yeah. overtly male side, uh, or part, you know, mind aside, um, and thinking of it critically, I I actually do agree with a lot of what you're saying. Um, like she looks. To me, she looks great in it. She looks sexy in it. She always looks amazing. Yeah. (laughs) Also, I would say this is not really the time for it. Like, um, if this was a dress she was wearing during the orgy scene in season one. She's like, yeah,
1: she dresses very specifically with a specific intention, like the ballroom scene or the orgy scene or what have you. Like, it's almost like her own version of armor, you know? Yeah,
0: exactly. Um, and so if this had been something she was wearing in that scene, um, of course I love the dress she was wearing in that scene too. Yes, but if it was had amazing. been that, it would have been it would have made more sense. Here it does like it is undeniably distracting. Every time I was looking at her on camera when you could see her, you know, like her her full body, I was like, I was I was immediately my eyes were I'm like, is she gonna fall? Is that dress yeah, gonna, gonna fall down? Is it gonna fall go- down, yeah? yeah. Um, and so that's not what you want, right. you know, people to be doing during these moments because they're pretty pivotal moments. On top of that, like there's no one there that she needs to impress. Now right. I get, yeah. I get, you know, hey, hey, women should dress for themselves. Right, right. I right. get that. But that doesn't feel like that's what's going on here. It doesn't feel like now would be the time she'd be like, like, oh, I want to look great. I want to look yeah. sexy. I want, you know, I want to feel, you know, feel like I own my sexuality here. Like that doesn't feel like it. It just, it's just weirdly. You know, it's a weird It was like a loner
1: dress time. that was just in the basement. Yeah. She doesn't have any of her stuff.
0: Yeah. I mean, I will point out, this is the last time we see her cleaned up yes um, for a while so it's kind of the last nice dress we see on her for a while mm-hmm. take that for what it is you know and then
1: we have my girl sabrina rocking blue again sabrina is committed to her blue she yeah. always
0: looks good though mm-hmm. i mean they all look good even tris i think looks good despite the wig
1: oh yeah um, she's awesome and i, I love Triss and i love the styling they have with her with the high collared stuff because yeah. she's been burned and she yeah. doesn't want to like show that off necessarily yeah, she she's still yeah she's not comfortable yet
0: yeah. And it's interesting that she doesn't feel comfortable with this group because these are like her her close friends. Yeah. Um. So, you know, that feels I'm not saying that doesn't feel um, real to me. It actually does. I think it says a lot about what she's been yeah. through.
1: And like we previously established, it's been a month yeah so it's only been like one month, and we don't know how far into her convalescence she is, like because yeah. last time we saw her she was almost dead, yeah, so like how how long has it been for her yeah, yeah,
0: why do you think um in your opinion um why do you think she carries those scars because they could fix them
1: could they they don't in the books they don't like, well, she...
0: they, they fix her all right, so my my reading of the books is they do fix her, they just can't quite get rid of everything like i, I yeah my i think read that's of the my book vibe is, from
1: the show too like she's got some but they're not like super obvious well you don't you don't
0: you obviously can't see them all right but they look pretty hardcore to yeah. me from what you can see and i got my read of the book and then you know i guess this is somewhat informed by the game because you know she doesn't look burned in the game my read is she has maybe some burns um you know she says she won't be wearing a low cut dress right, anytime right. soon That's from the book, or yeah. something but like so so maybe it's just a little bit noticeable but I don't you know I never got the sense that it was what it is on the See I show. find that
1: very interesting because that is something in the games like she's not burned at all and she wears a ton of low cut stuff Yeah and it's the people who claim to be purists for the source material like oh she must have fire engine red hair because yeah. that is how Triss is in the books and the games and it's like well the games aren't necessarily adhering to canon cuz she doesn't have any burn scars yeah, so like
0: yeah. meh. i you know i just thought like they're just they're they're subdued like maybe it's yeah. the sort of thing you know like you notice the flaws in yourself mm-hmm. and so maybe she's like i'm not going to wear a low cut dress cuz i don't want people seeing these but you know i don't know like like they're so subtle that yeah. most people probably wouldn't that's just I, that's my maybe very generous read of it but they're bad they look they look bad they look serious here yeah. i got the sense that magically they could repair it i mean you know they they, they magically Jennifer, repair a yeah. lot worse. Yeah. like you know we see in a scene we'll get to in just a moment um you know fucking Stregobor completely yeah. repairs. His let's well let's hand. transition to
1: that. So like Stregobor doesn't have hands. Yeah.
0: yeah. He has like illusion
1: hands that seem to still do all the stuff that non-illusion hands do. So
0: yeah, I mean that's obviously meant to be a surprise. Yeah. Um, but I'm curious, and I meant to admit I meant this is something I meant to look up and I I never um I didn't get the chance to do before we recorded. Falca. Falca. yeah. Is is Falca. Um, Laura Doran's daughter?
1: I thought she was Laura Doran's granddaughter. Is that it? Okay. I think because mo- her mom's half elf. Okay. And uh, Laura's, Laura, Laura, la. her daughter is- would be half elf because okay. she's a full elf and her husband or lover or whatever was human, human okay. sorcerer. So I, I think it's like her daughter and then Falka is the daughter, daughter of that after. daughter.
0: Okay. Uh, I will admit, and um, I'm going to say this right now to anyone who's listening, who knows this material really well. This is one a- aspect of the books and the lore. I, I, I am not very informed on. It just always kind of confused me. I should probably read some people, you know, some of the, the stuff out there that kind of clarifies it, but, the whole bloodline, yeah. um from Laura Doran to Siri, mm-hmm. right? Like, it, I'm always a little—I'm not clear on that. Yeah, and they don't—the show doesn't really make—they—they they certainly don't go out of their way to explain it too well. But Siri is in part of the bloodline. Do you know what the relationship she is? What relationship she is to Falca? Do they make that clear?
1: No, some sort of great 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 great. great, great. great so it's like it's yeah. well down though.
0: Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, yeah, I mean there's 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 stuff that plays into this whole thing later in the season which I, I guess we probably shouldn't get into. I mean
1: Calanthe's her grandmother and it's yeah. not Calanthe's mother, so yeah. it's at least two, you know, two to five generations yeah. back I would say. But
0: it confuses confuses me. Like it in the in the books it's kind of brought up in sort of like, you know, this sort of lore dump and you yeah. know, I just I kind of my eyes kind of glazed over and you know, it's never been what I've been most. Well, clear I on. can
1: tell you that based on my timeline. Uh, Stregobor was born in seven eighty six. And hmm. I think we're now in twelve sixty four or something like that. So
0: So he's old.
1: He's old. <laughs> yeah. But sometime in there, yeah. The uh, Falka thing happened. So
0: interesting. Okay. So um so obviously He's he doesn't trust elves. He's you know he doesn't trust anyone. Doing some, like. Doing some
1: propaganda, which my boy Istrid kind of yeah. shoots down a little bit.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. But then he insults, mm-hmm. he insults. Like the, the thing that's maddening about Striga and it makes him a good a good villain and a good antagonist is like people who kind of confront him. Confront him with things that should work. Right. Yet he somehow kind of weasels out of it yeah. and gets the people who are making decisions it's or like who the are captain in the captain
1: of whataboutism.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And people buy into it. Mm-hmm. And that's what drives me nuts. Like, you know, he says something. I don't remember what it is, but he said some he's like, oh, a historian should know better to yeah, Istrid. Yeah, yeah. I don't remember what it was that he's saying that to. But like, like the the class laughs, yeah. you know, and it's like, all right, so they're not on Istrid's right. side here. Like, and there's moments like that throughout this episode. A lot of which, you know, some of it comes out of the confrontation between him and Siri. Yeah. Um, which is pretty fucking bold. Like, I thought, you know, at first I'm thinking, like, what is he? How is he?
1: Is in and Yennefer, you mean?
0: No. Um, I mean, no, Stregobor, Stregobor and, Yennefer. and Yennefer. You said yeah. Siri. War oh, oh, and Yennefer. Oh, sorry. No worries. <laughs> we're, both, we're both dropping how the wrong names. How much whiskey had yeah. <laughs> Now I want to see a, um, a, confrontation, a, con- <laughs> a confrontation between... Um, Siri and Istrid since, you know, yeah, right? we both dropped those names. Um, no, um, yeah, Stregobor and Yennefer, I mean, he just- That's
1: badass too, yeah. yeah. Like, <laughs> sure. First of all, I love the line about the men lurking. Yeah, <laughs> that, that? was fucking?
0: great. Well, because first of all, it's Vilgefortz. What is it with and then,
1: men lurking about this place? Uh, yeah. Yeah, Yennefer, I feel you there. <laughs> I mean, because
0: Vilgefortz kind of creeps up on yeah. her. And then, um, and then Stregobor. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, So, you know, but Stregobor actually attacks her, um, you know, magically. And then Taseya, you know, fucking like just has a badass moment where she pulls him out. You will answer for this. Um, But he doesn't really, you know, he doesn't really like she tries to, you know, get rally the people against him, But he, you know, again, he weasel, he fucking weasels out of it. Yeah.
1: And I don't, I really don't understand this plot line where Jennifer killing Kahir is somehow going to prove that she's not a spy? Because if she was a good spy, wouldn't killing Kahir like, let her keep spying? I don't yeah. know. It's weird. It makes no sense to me. It is.
0: and it, Yeah, it is a weird sort of plot point. Like, that's not what, what sorceresses do. I yeah. mean, that's not... It's weird. Know, putting myself in Stregobor's shoes. Actually, there's a couple things about Stregobor. First of all, clearly he doesn't trust Jennifer. Yeah. so putting myself in his shoes I don't obviously I don't like the Which, guy like
1: but, I can understand because she kind of pieced out yeah. on the whole brotherhood
0: yeah yeah like I kind of I can kind of get where he's coming from there he's going about it in a really like asshole way but like I get where he's coming from I also think he they suggest like in their um their sort of confrontation that he's kind of also a little jealous of her you know mm-hmm. I think he wants he'd love to tap into fire magic himself. Mm -hmm. Like he, I think he asked her what it was like or something at one point. And, um, and, and so you get the sense that he's also kind of jealous of her. So there's a, a pretty interesting dynamic. Um, so I, I, you know, I get where he's coming from. Um, but then, you know, like the fact that he's able to kind of swing everyone, you know, over and that Vilgefortz doesn't have enough clout to Mm -hmm. kind of stomp it down or to say it doesn't have enough. It's just, the whole thing is maddening and it results in, yeah, kind of a weird sort of turn of events. Yeah,
1: well, Istrid gives her a heads up that Strigobor. Yeah. You know, he's like, "Hey, if you want to get out, you should do this instead of this," because he's yeah. got spies at the gate. So, good job, Istrid. Way yeah. to like learn some lessons and not be a total pushover.
0: Yeah, no, Istrid is definitely. You know, he's he playing his
1: own game this season, and he I'm is, here for it. He
0: is, but he also is playing the right game. I
1: yeah, think. yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: Um, like he's on the right side of things, I think here and. I'm, you know, he, I'll say like, we'll talk more about Istrid as the season goes on, but he definitely, I I like him more this season than I did Mm -hmm. last season. So I'm, you know, like I'm not going to say I ever disliked Istrid. He just was never my favorite character, but now I'm starting to like him more. And then, um, and that, but yeah, this, this execution is sort of a weird, bizarre
1: um, thing. I mean, I like the scene. I her like, dress is fantastic now this dress i can get behind yeah. this dress has cool shoulder pad details yeah. like, i like it yeah dress is good
0: um the the set you mm-hmm. know this outdoor sort of setting our um, first
1: exposure to like the various rulers of yeah, the northern kingdoms
0: yeah. like we had met Fultus, and it's kind of it's kind of cool even though Fultus is kind of a little bit of a, a jerk and yeah. not, like like he's no one's favorite character but it is kind of cool seeing him bre- back you yeah, know yeah. that it's and like seeing a,
1: him, like groomed and in charge and like in his power and not like this weird sad sack that we saw in the first season yeah
0: but it's like it's it's a cool little through line you know like we you know his 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 part in the greater narrative Mm -hmm. um is is only just now becoming clearer but it's like yeah he was there from the beginning you know we saw him in those earlier season one episodes like he also shows up in the the finale too at the very end um so so he's he's there and it's just it is kind of cool seeing him brought back. But we also we meet um King Vizimir too. He, this
1: casting is like mwah. Yeah, what do you think he of looks Vizimir? So good. He just looks exactly. I I don't know if I've seen Vizimir in the game because it's his son, right? That's uh, in the third game. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But just like the his the guy looks just like the <laughs> the son in the game is the same body type, same kind of like. I mean, that's not an insulting way, but weaselly countenance, you know. He, yeah, he has. He has looks a, so good. It's he just. Definitely like perfect casting he
2: definitely
0: seems like a, a king in sort of the negative way yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, like like he's just you know he has too much power and that like you know that's the point that he doesn't take and
1: the first mention of dikstra his spy master yeah, says yeah. yennefer is one to watch, watch yeah. yeah
0: no that is a a good discussion and it foreshadows some things um like there's a fultis says a line like um our most trusted advisors are becoming less and less trustworthy. Mm-hmm, the mages, so, yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's it's setting up this sort of um, schism that is is kind of in the works, and that I think plays out as um, this larger storyline, um, both this season and presumably in future seasons, um, goes on. Like you're just now getting your first little taste of it um yeah i love seeing all the kings um i'm gonna um call out one in particular who is there although she doesn't say anything at this point but queen meave Mm -hmm. she's the queen of lyria um i actually like meave um she's um a a character in um one of the witcher mobile games not the one that you're playing um and um and she's um you know, so she, I feel like I know a little bit about yeah, her. Yeah, yeah. So I, and she does, you know, she's not a big character in the books, but it's just, she's one of those, you know, kind of minor characters that I just kind of like.
1: She's fun in the books from what I remember though. Yeah. yeah from what well, i read so far. She's,
0: yeah. she's, she's badass. Yeah, I mean, yeah, she's yeah. a queen. She's,
1: it's funny. Like, didn't her husband meet a mysterious end she, or something like that? Something yeah. like
0: that. Like, like it's funny because it's like Calanthe is similar too, but I feel mm-hmm. like they're they go about it different ways. Um, you know, like like but Mive, I feel like Mive and Calanthe would have you know gotten, gotten along, gotten along, yeah, because yeah, they're both you know tough women in this very sort of patriarchal society. Um, but Mive is a lot younger, so um, and 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 her her kingdom is not a very powerful one if I remember right. So um, the fact that she's managed to kind of maintain her authority um, and her rule um, says a lot about how people see her. So she has, she says nothing. She's kind of almost in the background here. I didn't even notice her the first yeah, time I, see I her saw this, later. but yeah. she does have a line. Yeah. Later in this season. So I'm just giving her a shout out. <laughs> um, but, um, but yeah, you know, Yen doesn't go through with it.
1: <laughs> yeah. So I, I have a, a gripe Tim. Okay. A gripe. How in the world did they think that Yennefer, tiny petite Yennefer, is going to be able to execute this dude with yeah, no Because they say that they've set up a barrier so there's no magic. So yeah. like even though she, we, they, you know, they don't know that she doesn't have magic. Yeah. So like how is this woman, I don't I know, know how, how big Anishalaj is. I feel like she's smaller than yeah. I am. No, you're right. Axes are heavy. Yeah. And the force that you need to swing an axe to sever a spinal cord is a lot more than I feel like she could do, yeah, so I don't understand I don't understand this plot from many different aspects, but just the physical nature that is required to complete this task. it's like, why do you think that this petite woman is going to be able to do it? I don't understand,
0: yeah, I mean, it's just it's yeah, I think that's the whole it just feeds into the whole thing. this is kind of a weird sort of
1: it's a plot. weird thing, but. Yennefer, whatever, later's out of there anyway yeah. in a very badass way. Yeah,
0: no, she does. I, I love, I love the the last moments yeah. of it um, where she, you know, frees Kahir, She knocks over those those the fire those, things, those fire yeah. things. Yeah, and then, um, and then rides off and says something about I'm not doing this for you. You're doing or something, it for me. me. Yeah.
1: yeah, I'm rescuing me or something like that. Yeah, yeah, it's great. Um, I, I do like that they. I feel like they threw in the oh mages don't have magic at events like these. They limit magic just so she can escape. You know, I feel like that line was because otherwise you'd be like, why can't they stop her? It seems like it'd be pretty easy to like stop her. Yeah. But I do enjoy the, the, because we've said that this is all new material. Like this is all not in the books. Love the Kahir-Yennefer team up. Yeah. This is fantastic. Was not expecting to see these two characters like be together and get to do things together. So it's very cool to see them interact. Well,
0: it's time to talk about...
1: The whiskey, I the think. The whiskey. I love the color of this whiskey. Mm-hmm. It's like this beautiful reddish gold. Dare I say chestnut? No. <laughs> 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 but yeah, the color is very vibrant.
0: Yeah. that's no, a nice golden mm-hmm. color. Um, I said earlier, giving it a good sniff, I'm getting like caramel and brown sugar on the nose. It's a very sort of sweet
1: smelling whiskey. It's got an interesting aftertaste like a, almost a lingering bitterness yeah do you know where in ireland it's made like did they give I you do. A, i do um it's almost like we set that up we did i'm actually just curious
0: <laughs> um no the slain i i we can get into it the slain distillery is located in the 250 year old stables of the infamous slain castle estate in the boyne valley in ireland
2: hmm. all right um, cool
0: I forget what ca- what county it is, but um, but that's where it is. Um, you can you can Google Slane Castle, and you'll find a lot about it. Um, so, yeah, and like so. And what's interesting about it is this is an estate. This is um, this is a castle. So mm-hmm. it's actually distilled like in the sort of stables this, of a castle. Yeah, yeah, this classic Irish castle. Um, and the the distillation process for Slane Irish whiskey begins traditionally with. Much of the barley used in the brewing process actually grown on the estate itself. Now, not all of it, but a good portion of it is. They do they do have a, a portion of the lands devoted to growing um, this barley. Um, it's triple distilled in copper pot stills before it's aged in three different barrels. Virgin oak casks, seasoned whiskey casks, and Oloroso sherry casks. Mm. It's then blended into the whiskey we're now drinking. And it's this triple cask process that's the whiskey's claim to fame. Like if you look at the bottle, which in this case is right in front of me, like that's what it says right on it. Slain Irish whiskey triple cast. Yeah. Like it's kind of what it, it, hey, it's Hey Tim, known while for. you
1: have that bottle in your hand, um, mm. how much of the bottle would you say is currently left?
0: It's part it's a dark bottle. Yeah. It's hard to tell. Um, you know, I'll tell you. A little, I feel like we've made a, dent. a little less of it than it was just half a second ago. I'll say that. <laughs> so um whether I drink all that, we'll, we'll see. But, um, yeah, no, we've made a dent in this one. It's a really smooth whiskey. Mm-hmm. It's easy to drink. Smooth. Smooth. Yeah. Would you say that? Would you say it's I would say sm- smooth? Yeah. Yeah. I'd be very surprised if that wasn't your one word review. Um, <laughs> so that smoothness, Valerie, yes. um, comes from Good the transition. Tim. Yeah. It, it, it probably most likely comes from the fact that it's triple distilled. I mentioned mm. that it's triple cast yeah. and triple distilled. Um, Triple distilling is something of a hallmark of Irish whiskeys. It removes more impurities and byproducts that result from the distillation process, resulting in in an overall smoothness. Um, Most Scotch and American whiskeys are only double distilled, and that's because triple distillation actually removes too many of the processes, byproducts, many of which create the smokiness, flavors, and complexities that you might find in things like Scotch, bourbon, and rye. So I guess I I didn't write that down so well. Too many for those types of whiskey. Mm-hmm. Um, so for the flavor, the, the the sort of overall experience that Irish distillers tend to go for, this is what they're going for: mm-hmm. um, the smoothness. But for if you're a Scotch drinker, you like that smokiness, that peaty smokiness yeah, peatiness, yeah. and um, and if you distill it too many times you you triple distillation for that you're going to remove a lot of that so it's not going to have those qualities
2: that's why you only ever see vodka distilled like six yeah 12 (laughs) 28 times vodka is distilled a lot more the whole point is to taste like nothing yeah why vodka is pointless (laughs) yeah
1: (laughs) i don't know i I do enjoy vodka from time to time it's a great piece for a lot of stuff (laughs) it's good for a lot of mixers
0: now I'm not, yeah, I have a few more facts, but before we get to them, Valerie, you and I have actually a little fact about us. We have actually been to, to Ireland together.
1: Yes. And, and I've also been to Ireland independently. I've been to Ireland twice. Yeah. But I mean,
0: which is cool. You've been to Ireland a lot, you know, twice as many times as I have. Yeah. But we've, we have been it's there together. Awesome country. We have, we have toured a distillery together. Mm-hmm. We went to the Bushmills distillery. Bushmills, yeah. So maybe at one point we'll have a Bushmills whiskey on this podcast and, um, and um and so we've 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 had Irish whiskey together in Ireland. We went Ireland. to the whiskey
1: museum as well, so that too. we did yeah, yeah, tried some stuff there.
0: Um so that's you know I guess I have a little bit of a fondness for Irish whiskey. I do as well, yeah. Um because I've been to Ireland, I certainly have a fondness for drinking Irish whiskey with you because we went there together and I think it was where I my first sort of interest in the spirit was piqued. You know, I think I, I always say I'm more of a whiskey guy. I mean it's not a coincidence. This is whiskey with Witcher and not some other spirit. And I think it wasn't
1: it, just for the alliteration guys. Yeah,
0: yeah. But I think it started there. You know, I think for me it started in Ireland. Mm. So um almost
1: launch him.
0: Yeah. Um a little bit more about Slain. Um Slain Irish Whiskey was originally launched by members of the Cunningham family. I think I'm pronouncing that right. Um, They're the storied Irish clan who built and now live in Slane Castle. They still live there. Um, Slane Castle Irish whiskey brand was launched in 2008 by Alex Cunningham with his father, Henry, and his stepmother, Iona. And it was owned by them until they sold it in 2015. Now Slane is owned by Brown Foreman. Now, Brown Foreman, if you don't know them, they're a huge spirits company. They're the owners of Jack Daniels. Mm -hmm. That said, say what you will about corporate acquisitions. One interesting fact about Slane is that they weren't actually distilling the whiskey at Slane Castle until Brown Foreman acquired it. They were just aging it and finishing it there and using a distillate from another distillery. It was Brown Foreman who built the stills and turned the Slane Castle facility into a proper distillery, which you can now visit and tour.
2: Um, A little more love for those particular corporate overlords. Uh, If you've ever been to the Jack Daniels distillery... Um, I have not, but I you know, would. I would totally tour it if I if I was ever. It's Tennessee, right? Yeah, yeah. Ten, in uh, Lynchburg, Tennessee. Yeah, uh, it's a great tour, and it is still like exactly the, the distillery that it was. You know, in you know the seventeen hundreds or whenever oh, Jack Daniels nice. first came out. Yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. Very no, cool. I mean, yeah. Like I said, t- say what you will about these sort of big companies, but I mean, I've certainly. I'm not I'm not above a good, you know, a good shot of Jack every now and then. So I mean I like their products and I think this is a, a really good one hey, too. Jack
1: and, and Coke has got me through many a wedding. Yeah. So <laughs> And in this case, like yeah,
0: I they really because of their um, you know, the, the sort of money they were able to bring to this transaction, they they basically made um Slain Castle into a proper distillery. Mm-hmm. Um obviously it's also a castle. There's more to it than just that, which actually Um, brings me to my last fact, which is, um, you know, not to diminish slain Irish whiskey's significance in any way, but it's not the most famous thing associated with slain castle. Um, the castle has a history that goes back to the 1800s and it's infamous for its concerts.
1: I was going to say, is it a ghost? No. No Well, I'm sure there there, are, I'm sure there are, I'm sure there are concerts (laughs) or I'm sure there are ghosts as
0: well. Um, But no, it's um, one of the most famous music venues in the world, hosting shows for over 40 years from some of the biggest bands in music, including the Rolling Stones, Queen, U2, Metallica, Oasis, Madonna, and more. Be a good bucket list item to go to one of these shows because it does seem like it'd be a real experience. So, I mean, certainly if there's any of you out there who are overseas, in Europe, in Ireland, and if any of our listeners are in Ireland or even just in Europe and who have been to one of these shows... Um, let us know about it. It'd yeah, be great it to hear about sounds it. Sounds amazing. But yeah, that's what the castle is most known for. Um, but it also has this distillery. And they make a hell of a whiskey. It's it's pretty good for what it is, guys. I would try it if you're an Irish whiskey fan. Yeah, All this right.
2: is a, a very solid, like under $30 uh, Irish whiskey. Yeah. Um, yeah, Powers was the other one that had kind of like filled that niche for me. But uh, I may go slain
1: for Ooh, now it's a winner with producer Sean. High yeah. praise indeed. yeah. Yeah. And
2: yeah, you were saying before a little caramel there, a little vanilla too. Yeah. Um, I was getting a bit nose. of banana. Hmm. Yeah, maybe even banana bread. Yeah, <laughs> don't yeah. know how you
1: guys can yeah.
2: taste any no, of this. No, <laughs> no, no. I, I, I and know what you're saying. There's some other fruit in there. I can't quite put my finger on in the uh, in the finish. But uh, yeah, definitely a big fan of this for you know under thirty dollars a bottle.
1: Yeah. Well, cheers, guys. Yeah, cheers time for our next segment the care moron of the episode now tim i know that you were kind of waffling on who your care moron was going to be
0: this is a tough episode for care moron because there are a lot of people you could pick but there's not one obvious one to me which it usually is yeah and and so it's like uh, what i what i find myself doing is i've been going back and forth and like well there's this but then there's this
1: but also this, you know
0: so, I don't know. I, I'm going to let you go first, and then I will give you mine.
1: Well, I'm picking your darling Taseya. Oh, really? Your darling Taseya. yeah, Yes, because, like, what is this plan with Yennefer executing Kahir? I don't understand it. She's going along with it because, like, her boyfriend, spoiler alert for future episodes, wants to do—I don't know. It's weird. It makes no sense. And she knows Yennefer doesn't have magic. Yeah. So, like, why doesn't she just encourage Yennefer to be like, hey, I don't have fucking magic. I can't well, do anything. It's fine. mention that
0: to her. Yeah, tell but, like, them. I don't feel like she leans
1: have... into it as much as she should. I don't know. It's just like a weird ass plan. I feel like Tissaia is smarter than this. She also knows who Yennefer is. She knows what Yennefer is about. Like she knows Yennefer's not gonna like Jennifer's not going to go along with this. You should know this by now, Tissaia. Yeah. How long should. have you known Yennefer? Like, Freaking century at this point, so yeah, I don't know. I just surprise. feel like it's a weird decision that she's making, and I I don't understand why she's encouraging this plan. And, and 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 it's a stupid plan, Tim. It's a stupid plan. Yeah. What does murdering Kahir do? Well, I think um,
0: I think you know um, you make some very good points. <laughs> um, I. I would not, this is to say is definitely not someone who's not, who's on my list. So I don't know that I'm fully on board with your care moron, care moron, but that's okay. Um, Because that's not what it's about. We get to pick our own, you know, and you know, I, I like your, your opinions are totally valid and, you know, as, as right as mine are. So.
1: And who is your opinion, Tim? All tell right, so me. This
0: has been difficult. Like I've been, like I said, total game time decision here, guys. Um, And like, I'm thinking of different, I've thought of different people, like I was thinking maybe Stregabor, um, because of you know him attacking Yen and dude, what you know, what good what do you think is really gonna come of that? You're actually attacking a mage. Um, you know you're gonna get caught. Like, you know, she's gonna, people are gonna find out, but then like he doesn't get in trouble for it. Nothing yeah. bad happens. So, you know. The I mean, patriarchy. Yeah, he probably knew what <laughs> he could get away from. And, you know, and then yeah, I thought of a few other people, but, but ultimately. <laughs> I guess, and this, I, this is not my favorite care moron that I've come up, up with. I'm a little lukewarm on this one. Sorry, guys. I just don't have one I'm passionate about, but Siri. Um, mm. I'm going to, and a reason I'm going to go with Siri is because as awesome as I think she is, as like as excited as I was to see her get up on that gauntlet, in the context of how that storyline plays out in the show, um, and we'll get to the books in just a minute. Like she's, you know, she's basically doing it because these witchers are goading mm-hmm. her um, and she takes the bait. And this thing, as Geralt makes clear, could fucking kill her. Right, you know, yeah. it is pretty, it is pretty brutal. This isn't just falling in a, a pool of water like an American Ninja Warrior. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, you know, this thing will, will will give you a good thump. And like I said, she it's painful when she hits yeah, the floor. Yeah. So she's putting her life, you know, on the line to basically, you know, on like a dare. Yeah, you know? yeah. yeah. <laughs> and um and Geralt I don't love how he handles it, but you know, he's right when he says this is not good. This could hurt you. Now, ultimately that's mm-hmm. why I say I'm not I don't love this one. It pays off. Like, yeah. you know, um long term, she does learn how to fight. She does become a pretty badass, you know, swordswoman and, you know, and and very capable. So long term, I guess it does pay off, but in the short term, she doesn't know that and it could, you know, kill her. So it's probably not the wisest decision.
1: Hey, it's our first Siri Care Moron, yeah. so huzzah.
0: Yeah, yeah, that's true. Um, I don't think I'll be picking her very often, but, you know, here makes sense to me. So she's my Care Moron.
1: <laughs> well, speaking of off the path, which you alluded to just yeah. a minute ago, differences in the, the IP, in the book, and the show. Yeah. Now- I don't have... Too many. Uh, I mean, we okay. talked a little bit about Lambert. Mm-hmm. Like Lambert in the books is a little more, at least from what we see, you're right that they they don't show the beginning of his relationship with Siri so much, but he is a lot more encouraging in mm-hmm. the books. He's kind of like her de facto trainer and is giving her advice and telling her how to navigate the various, yeah.
0: Yeah. yeah. Well, I have some some things um to discuss in this section. Going into off the path, what I went back and reread were um some of the earlier chapters of um, Blood of Elves, particularly um when she's at obviously at Kermorin. Now we talked last week about her arrival mm-hmm. and how she shows up and you know is greeted by guests by Eskel. And there's um she meets the other witchers who are there, and there's this one scene, and then it cuts next time we 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 check in on that story. It's much further down the line, and um, and there's some stuff there that we'll save till later because you know Tris shows up, and she eventually does show up on the show as well. So we'll we'll save that aspect of it till we um, get to those episodes. But after Trish shows up, there is some really. Great stuff. And I will say, actually, I think Blood of Elves may not be our favorite book, but there are, I have said, there are moments I love in the oh, book. Oh,
1: yeah. My favorite moments are the moments with her with the Witchers, the yeah. relationships that you see there. And
0: and I think that's relevant to and this episode. Yet, yeah. Yeah. I think that's relevant to this episode. But like, I guess the biggest, one of the biggest differences, kind of the biggest place it goes off the path as far as Syriac care Morin, is Daryl um, trains her, but he trains her sort of... I don't want to say reluctantly, but maybe, but also a little more gently, you know, he has her trading on this, this kind of straw dummy. He's not the one who puts her up on this gauntlet thing, Mm -hmm. this pendulum thing, whatever you want to call it in on the show. And he doesn't like that. She's up there. You know, he scolds her after afterwards, as we've discussed. In the book, that is not the case. Like in the book, you know, he's he's all in favor. He's training her hardcore. Mm-hmm. He's going, you know, he's not he's not holding back when it comes to her training. Um, and he actually gets scolded about that a little bit by Triss. Yeah, you know, he's he he has her up on this thing, he's not worried about you know her getting hurt. For whatever reason, I mean, she does get hurt. She gets very badly bruised. I mean, we we learned that in the Mm -hmm. books. Um, But he doesn't seem overly concerned about it. He's giving her, you know, some mushrooms and some stuff to kind of not so much, you know, trip the mutations, but just, you know, help her heal and help kind of shape her so she's more in, in shape as a witcher. So it's a very different sort of philosophy with Geralt. Yeah. Um, she does
1: get mushrooms. She does, like, yeah. He yeah. jumps some bunch he of mushrooms does. in her soup. He yeah. does, but they're not they don't go
0: into th- them. So as far as if you're watching not the show, yet.
1: yeah. Well, do do they in the show? Chris makes a comment about it in the next episode. Does? Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. I must have
0: forgotten about that. Um okay. Well then then maybe you're right. Um, but but you know, in this, yeah, he he's definitely he's given her mushrooms and he's also all in favor of her, you know, um, like training and learning mm-hmm. how to do, you know, more hardcore. This more hardcore, potentially dangerous sort of training. So that's a big difference. But then like to what to what you were saying about your favorite, you know, part of the the book and it's one of my favorite sections too. You get this great chapter or this part of a chapter. There're little vignettes where Siri is being trained by um by most, you get one from almost all the people. Not mm-hmm. everyone, but almost all the people who are at Kier Morin with her at this time. And it is one of my favorite moments because they're just vignettes, um, and they just kind of show. I think it's almost the equivalent of like a montage. Yeah. Um, but training montage. Yeah, but it's so cool because these are little vignettes. Like most of them are only a couple pages long. There's no. It's all dialogue. Every every one of these. is just dialogue between her and who it is and so um you have Lambert who teaches Siri agility and sword work and he is his demeanor towards her is very similar to the show and mm-hmm. that he kind of is insulting to her and he kind of but then there's like a
1: little moment where he's like good job she's like yeah I actually have it written down of, he's right. like uh that's it very good really was that really very good Lambert? Who said so? You did a moment ago. Yeah. Slip of the tongue. Attack.
2: <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's like yeah. really cute. It's
1: yeah. really adorable.
0: Yeah. So it's it's clear he cares about her, but he's, you know, he's being the big brother. He's being yeah. uh, you know, like, yeah, no, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna be nice to you. Come on. <laughs> you know, you can do this. Um, and so that's his thing. Um, Tris teaches her the elder speech as well as how to apply makeup, which maybe sounds a little um I don't know, like oh, women and makeup, but it's like it's not it doesn't way. It's really come off cute. And I didn't yeah.
1: actually write this one down because I was gonna do it in the next episode. But yeah, there's a very cute line about what are, the girls like, what do you wearing? She's like, It's self-confidence. Yeah. It was great. It was so cute.
0: But it's I I took it as like um um a very sort of empowering sort yeah, of Yes so like they moment. do it in a really nice way. Yeah. 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 Like she's teaching her the elder speech, but then she's like, you know, okay, well then you know You're curious about this. I'll show you how that's she teaches her that Vesemir teaches her monster biology. And what I love about Vesemir's sequence is he's talking about, I think ghouls and this one creature called a graveyard or something Mm. like I didn't write it down, unfortunately, but like, and I think this plays into Siri being younger in the book than she is in the show, but there's a moment like he says something like, look at this etching here. And Siri's response is like, ew. Yeah, he's like, yeah, yeah, I suppose it's not <laughs> a very nice looking etching, but it's just like such a little <laughs> yeah. kid response. And you remember, yeah, she is pretty young. yeah. <laughs> and, and I thought that was kind of, kind of a fun moment. Then um, Cohen teaches her how to fence.
1: Mm-hmm, which we and, see some of in the show a little bit. A little bit. And yeah. what's also
0: interesting about this m- sequence with Cohen is... um. He has an exchange with her, which is given to Geralt in the episode. Mm. I don't know if you picked up on that, which is basically, um, and I didn't write the details down, but the whole line about um, she says in the book, you know, who are the best fencers? In, are you the best fencer oh, in the world? And He one. says, he says, um, not, no, I, I would, I don't know that I would be. And he's like, well, do you know who are the best fencers? Well, I, I've known people who have who have thought they were. And and she's like, well, where are they? I'd like to meet them. I want to become a great fencer. I'd like to meet these people. Where are they? Um, And they're in, all in cemeteries. Yeah. Oh, and that's the nice. last line of his sequence, which is a line, basically, you know, kind of a, a version of that is given to Geralt and Ciri in that that discussion they have when he's bandaging her. And then finally, um, Geralt teaches her the pendulum and how to simulate certain monster attacks. Um, so you can learn how to fight them. Um, and so basically I, I, I took it as a part of the, the thing with the pendulum swinging right, and right, he's telling yeah. her do, uh, as opposed to the show where she's just trying to get through it. And this mm-hmm. one he's, he's telling her pure way, attack, yeah, them attack this way do this, do that, and it's yeah. not working. And he, he basically teaches her, like, use the, use the strength of their attacks against them. You're not going to be able to block a, um, attack from a basilisk tail or something like that, yeah. you know, but you, you can use the, the momentum to. Um, to turn yourself around and then attack them um, when in their opening. so he's he's kind of teaching her that. So he's very much in favor of um, the pendulum in the book. So it's such a great little moment where you learn about, um, um, all of these characters, and kind of you get glimpses of their dynamic with Siri, their relationship with Siri, how it's all different, it's unique to each one of them. It is interesting, you don't get a moment with Eskel. He's mm-hmm. the one um, cor- who is
1: not character. dead. <laughs> yeah, he's not dead
0: in the books, but you still don't yeah. get a, a sequence between him and Siri, which I thought you I could have sworn you did until I reread them mm-hmm. recently. And it's like, nope, he's not there. Um, but I love you know, I love the ones you do get. It's one of my favorite sequences in this whole book um it's so great it's it's you know like we we may talk a lot of crap about blood of elves but it's moments like this where i'm like where i say yeah yeah you should i read really
1: it. these are some of my favorite moments in yeah. the book as well all right tim it's time for the hmm count
0: i'm just gonna say that was so sweet sounding
1: mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah mm-hmm. Geralt's not typically sweet sounding, I gotta yeah, say. Yeah, you gotta you got a
0: sweet little hmm. hmm. <laughs> I think like, you know, the call map could hire you to well, just do that for so people. Hey, if
1: they want to, I'm game. <laughs> Speaking of sweet little hmms, do we want to announce how many hms in See, the episode?
0: I'm asking you to say hmm, hmm, because you are saying it a lot more than Geralt did in this <laughs> episode.
1: Here, um, a quick roll. <laughs> Tim, how many hms?
0: Big fat zero. Zero
1: hmms, man. There's one kind of laugh that's close, but it, it, nope, not a hmm. Other people had hums though. Like Fringilla had a hmm. Yeah. I think Tissaia or some, one of the mages had a hmm. There yeah. were some other hums happening. Yeah, Maybe Jennifer. No. I don't know.
0: You're right, yeah. There definitely, there was mean in this episode, just not by Geralt.
1: Not by Geralt, he's the only one that counts. Yeah, yeah. So zero, well, zero, zero
0: hums. He counts, and I think you count now too. I'm, I'm, well, excellent, I should. Crossroads of destiny. Mm. I don't know why I said it that way. I've never said that one before.
1: like three-fourths of a model of story. <laughs> <laughs> anyway. so, um,
0: so what we decided to talk about for this episode is the mages. Yes. Um, and kind of their storyline, what we'd like to see from them in future seasons. But one caveat, uh, because there's no way to go into this without talking about stuff that happens in later season two episodes. I guess if you are listening to this while you are watching these episodes I don't know if anyone's doing that but turn it off now because yeah. we're about to maybe spoil some things but um yeah you know where this leaves off is um kind of in an interesting Area. Vilgefortz has kind of taken control of the Brotherhood. Mm-hmm. He's leading it at you know at the end of this season, and yet there seems to be um, a real sort of push for another organization. Um, we get sort of seeds of it here, and we know it's coming because like those of us who've read the books. And I guess for me, I mean, I don't know. Maybe it's the same for you. That's what I want to see in the next mm-hmm. season you know, I want to see, um, the formation of the lodge. Yeah. In this, the lodge of sorceresses. Yeah. Yeah. This female driven collective. Down with collective. the patriarchy. Yeah. And, um, <laughs> it's led by Philippa Eilhart mm-hmm. who, um, who we don't really see until the end of this, this season. Mm-hmm. And I'll, um, I'll leave it vague at that, at that, but you know, like she's, she's a major character in the books. She even shows up in the Witcher game and, um, And, you know, and we definitely want to see more of her and we should like, she's, um, she heads this lodge. It's her idea, but it brings together so many, um, female magic users that we've seen. Um, you know, everyone from Yennefer to Frangilla to Mm -hmm. Francesca to um, Sabrina, Mm -hmm. um, Tris, like they're all part of it, even more beyond that. And so I, you know, I'm hoping that that's what we see in season three. I know we'll see it eventually. You know, I think, um, Lauren Schmidt history has more or less said that Mm -hmm. I'm hoping it's season three. Um, do you have, other
1: things or more to add to that yeah i would love to see the lodge i think that would be amazing yeah also i want to see that party man that mage party oh, that yeah. happens in the next book yeah. like i'm being vague so not spoil anything but yeah. there's like a big mage party yeah. in which Geralt that's like mainlines point. shrimp at the buffet and as somebody who also mainlines free food at the buffet i 100 percent agree with you Geralt. that's a great decision keep doing that
2: yeah. Oh, yeah.
1: There's like, there's this big party and there are all these mages and Geralt um, gets hit on by a lot of the different mages, oh, which yeah. I think is going to be know. amazing. I really hope they do that. It's
0: that <laughs> so funny. Yeah. Yeah. No, that is a, a fun, a fun sequence. Um, yeah. That party is great. And it's also a very pivotal moment yes, too. They, everything changes. Yeah. Now I, I do think we should be. Um, spoiler conscious here, a little vague, some, a key revelation happens Mm -hmm. at that party that honestly, you know, I'll be surprised didn't happen in this season. I thought, you know, that would be something that would maybe, um, be revealed this season. It doesn't, but, um, so, you know, you got to imagine it'll be next season and, and it'll be a big moment for those of you who haven't read the books. It'll be a great sort of, um, I guess, set piece.
1: I love that you're very plot focused and I'm like, I just want to see Carol get hit on by sorceresses and be awkward and eat lots of shrimp. Well, you <laughs> That's know what I want. <laughs> you
0: know, one, you know, one, one sorceress who hasn't shown up yet that I would like to Kira? see. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. You got it. Kira Metz. Um, Cause I, she is, um, she's not a major character, but she is a supporting character. Mm-hmm. She's also part of the, the lodge. Um, if you play the
1: extreme dislike of shirts, yeah, yeah, (laughs) she's she's got them out all the time, guys. Yeah, if
0: you if you play the game, she's kind of the you know she's your first your first (laughs) character you could sleep with in the game. I was very excited about that prospect. (laughs) Yeah, fun for me. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. Um, so you know, I think that's kind of maybe why people remember her who have played the game. But she is a supporting character in the books as well. She's part of the lodge. Yeah, I'm surprised we haven't seen her yet. Even if it's just kind of background, yeah. Um, but we haven't yet. So hopefully, as next far as we season, know, I yeah, mean,
2: yeah, yeah. I don't.
0: Yeah, if it maybe maybe later in the season she's background, but we haven't seen her yet, and they certainly haven't identified her. Mm-hmm. Um, so um, so hopefully we do we do. I'd like to see her. Um, I think she's the only sorceress who we haven't seen at this point. Uh, when, I, when I'm thinking of the end of season two, that I'd like to see that we haven't yet um so yeah so hopefully she comes as well with um season yeah, three
1: i'm excited for season three and all the fun magic users that yeah we'll, we'll get to interact with
0: yeah i think it's going to become a bigger part of the show in the next season because it feels like it has to I mean, Yeah, unless they completely disregard the time of contempt i've you know so the much of contempt. so much happens as a result of this party like you mentioned yeah um that it'd be good to, to see it but i feel like i feel like we are most likely getting the lodge next season based on what we see at the end of season two.
1: So well, I'm looking forward to it. It's going to be super fun. Okay. Well, it's my turn to do the toast. This is your first time it's doing my it. my first time doing the toast.
0: Be gentle, guys.
1: <laughs> I'll try my best. Okay. So I would like to raise a glass of the Slain Irish Whiskey. The Slain Whiskey. Yes. So it, good. It's pretty good. I got to yeah. say. But yeah. But I am raising it.
0: How much is in the bottle, by the way, at this point? I Have can't
1: we... tell, Tim. We haven't.
0: Like we haven't quite killed it it's yet. Close. It's, but really it's close. It's really close. So, uh, so okay. All right. Interrupting in my toast, guys. Yeah.
1: I am raising my glasses, Glasislan whiskey. Mm. I almost said that without snoring it, but not quite. Like the end of this episode, where Jennifer and Kahir have now been thrown together mm-hmm. by the the course of fate. So have we been thrown yes. together with producer Sean. Yes. Who Prior to doing this podcast, we didn't know. No. And now we do. And now I think we have kind of like you've been in, invited into the circle of friendship, Sean. And we're really excited to have you. So I want to cheers to new friends. New friends. New friends, Sean. That's a great toast. Yay. <laughs> you are
2: too kind. Thank yeah. you so much. So yeah,
1: I'm raising my glass to slain. Yeah. Slancha, Slancha. So thanks for joining us, guys. Cheers. And we'll see you next week. Cheers. Cheers.
0: Whiskey with Witcher is a Malcontent Media production by Tim Beadle and Valerie Petrarca. Our producer is Sean Farina. For updates, picks, and behind-the-scenes shenanigans, follow us on Twitter at WhiskeyWitcher and on Instagram at WhiskeyWithWitcher. Want to express your undying love for roach or recommend a good whiskey? Email us at WhiskeyWithWitcher at malcontent.media. Who knows, we might even get drunk enough to read your email in a future podcast. If you like what you've heard, toss us a proverbial coin by rating and reviewing this show on Apple Podcasts and subscribing wherever podcasts are downloaded. Cheers. Once you pass 40, like it's just, you know, there's a reason why I was telling Jody, I'm like, you know, like, no, stuff I would have done in my 20s with you. I'm like, not going to do it. I was
1: always incredibly like. Old lady even when I was tw- in my 20s oh, like wow. I just want to sit at a bar and be able to hear people talk <laughs>
2: <laughs> I, don't Turn it down.
1: Know. I don't want it's too loud I can't sit down
2: yeah. all right well say whatever you want
1: okay I'm just gonna record something real quick cool ready for me to go yep okay how do I don't want to say this again sorry my brain's like ah. I've been there yeah <laughs> you are
2: too kind yeah. I am too drunk